I'm going to, I'm, I'm, be, I'm probably going to be a, kind of reminiscing a lot of stuff tonight a little bit going through. This is going to be my last night, and I want to get through all of this, all of this tonight. In Matthew chapter 19, and I'll begin to read it, verse number 28. Or maybe I should say 27. Then answered Peter and said unto him, that's to Jesus, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? And Jesus said unto them, he said unto all of them now, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me, amen, in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, and ye, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Amen. And every one that hath forsaken houses and brethren and sisters and fathers and mothers and wives and children or lands for my name's sake shall receive, amen, a hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. Amen. Uh, I just want to start off today and tell you that it's, it pays to serve God, whatever the cost will be. And Jesus was saying you don't do anything for him that you don't get rewards for. Amen. And then, of course, we went with this last Wednesday night uh, about uh, Jesus then said the king of heaven. Amen is in a householder which went early in the morning to hire laborers for his kingdom, you know, for, the, for, his, uh, for his vineyard. Amen. And, and, of course, we covered most all of that pretty well. Amen. To, uh, to, to know that when, G, when, Peter, when he answered Peter, then it opened Jesus up to say some things, and we'll try our, to cover all of them tonight. I'll just do some reading, amen, of the things that he was saying but he started him off. He started off there, talking about what's going to happen, how how God Amen deals with answers to our prayers, how God deals with our commitments to Him, and how He is expecting things out of our lives, Amen. That would uh, that when you're when you're a child of God, it's just. You want to excuse me for saying this, but I know that you and I understand that. It's just not I believe that the Lord saved me. Or I believe that the Lord's filled with the Spirit, or I believe that God's taken care of my problems, and I believe that I'm on my way to heaven. And, and as a, one preacher said one time, get saved and sit down. And all of these parables that he's going to be teaching and I'm going to be reading tonight, there's a, there's a part that we have to play as a Christian to make it. Hello out there in Radio Land. Amen. Amen. I did read part of 2 Corinthians. I want to read 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. Uh, and I, I'll just begin with the first verse of 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 1. And Paul here is speaking to uh, the church of Corinth. And there was problems in the church of Corinth, but he's speaking here to us to have the assurance of salvation and uh, the transformation, amen, from this life to the other life 
Amen. Somewhat safe. For well, we know that if the earth is this, if our earthly house, amen, of this tabernacle were dissolved or dies, we have a building of God, amen, a house not made with hands eternally in the heavens. He's trying to encourage the church that, uh, amen, the, uh, the things ahead of us is better than what's behind us. Amen. Thank God for what he's done for us, but, but we, we ought to understand something, and I know that, I know that when you're probably a teenager or a young person, you, you think the world's, at, you know, the world's before you, and when you get as old as I am, you think the world's about gone. You're part of it. Your time here or whatever. Amen. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed upon with our, with our house which is from heaven. Paul was saying that I'm, I'm really seeking the Lord for making it to heaven. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to lay this old house down and get my new one. Amen. If so be that we be clothed, we, we shall not be found naked. For we, for we that are in this tabernacle do groan, be in burden, not to, that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, amen, that mortality, amen, might be swallowed up in life. This mortals, amen, that we, ha we are part of now, amen, that life, life is before us and not behind us. We just begin to live when we die. We, did I say that right? We just begin to live when we die. Better things are on the other side. Hallelujah. Amen. Now he that wrought in us the selfsame thing in, is God who also hath given to us the earnest of our spirit, of the spirit. Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in this in the body or this body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith and not by sight. And I, I would just kind of look at, take a little dip here. Uh, and I think I've told this probably a time or two in the last 50 years, but... Uh, I met this guy and uh, and I I introduced myself and was talking to him and uh, he found out that I was I was a minister and he just started laying in on me that uh, there was no such thing as a God he didn't believe in God he was an atheist and and they started he was an older man about my age I guess and he said what have I got to look forward to I got uh, I'm, I'm I'm staring at a at a blank wall I'm just this is, this is the end of life, and that I'm staring at a blank wall. There's nothing, nothing before me. And uh, just kept on and on and on, and I, I didn't try to argue with him. I just, uh, <laughs> well, really, I asked him, hey, uh, you ever seen a ghost? You, ever believe, you believe in ghosts? Oh, yeah. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. He started talking. About, he, he was telling tell me about his experience with ghosts. I said, you really believe that? Yeah, I believe that. I said, it, 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 you, you believe in the spirit? Is there spirit? They're really, really real. 
Correct. I said, uh, can I tell you who is in charge of the spirit world? And he, he really, he really come back at me. Yeah, you're, you, you're just trying to, to fool me here. And I, he started off, when, you know, that I was, I was trying to twist things around or whatever. But, but there is a spirit world. And we are really a part of that spirit world now. Amen. But, uh, but we're, uh, we've got some time to go. And so tonight, we're going to talk about some things. And I could, I could read on in this chapter, but I won't now. But we're going to talk about things that Jesus started talking about. And uh, he was trying to he was trying to speak to his disciples and to you and I that, hey, there's a whole lot of things that in this end time that we need to take note of. Amen. And uh, I will just uh, look at some of those uh, notes that I had last Wednesday night and just go on from there. And there's several, amen, and there's, in fact, there is 10 different times in Matthew and Mark that spoke to us of the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. Mark says it here in verse chapter 4 and, uh, and I will begin reading Mark chapter 4 about the kingdom of God. Amen. And, uh, I'll, Mark chapter 4 and uh, that's what you get for skipping down through your notes. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, hallelujah. I'll do it again. Okay, I'll go to the back of it and I'll know. Of Mark chapter 4 and verse 30. Verse 26 first. Mark 4 and 26 says like this. And he said, So is the kingdom of God as if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep and rise night and day and the seed should spring and grow up. He knoweth not how, for the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade and then the ear, and then the full, full corn in the ear. But, but when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he putteth in the sickle, and because the harvest is come. Now, Jesus is here talking in Mark. Mark was recorded this, and he was talking about the kingdom of God. It's the same thing, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, Amen. Was speaking, but he was talking about the fruits now, and what he was actually speaking of was, amen. To you and I, it was uh, we go out and minister, testify, speak of the things of God to other people, and we're planting seeds. Amen. And those seed is is supposed to produce fruit. Amen. 
And so the seeds, they, they grew up and they become, they become a good saints of God. I, they just say it that way, the good saints of God. And then, and then when it's, they get ripe, uh, then he puts in the sickle. He is basically saying when the time gets right, he's going to come get his church. Now, I, uh, <laughs> I don't want to get div divide off the other, very far off of it, but on my way home from church or coming to church, uh, I come to this uh, roundabout, and there is a wheat field on the, to the right, and then there's a wheat field on the left that uh, th this man has planted that and. It, it looked mighty, mighty fine up until about a week and a half ago. And when that windstorm come through, it just laid that wheat over. And uh, now he got out there with trying to, trying to uh, harvest it. And I'm sure he got just about a third of what he could have got two weeks ago. Because it got ripe and he didn't put in the sickle soon enough. But Jesus here is telling the story that, that he, there, the end of time is like this. The Lord's going to get his harvest. He's coming back after his harvest. Amen. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he putteth in the sickle. Amen. Because the harvest is come. And then, amen, drop down again, or just drop down to another word, first scripture. Amen. And he said, Whereunto you will liken the kingdom of God, or what comparison shall we compare it? Now, the kingdom of God, here again, Jesus speaks two parables uh, right here in a row. It is like a grain of mustard seed, which when it is sown in the earth is less than all the seeds that be in the earth, but when it's sown, it groweth up and becometh greater that all the herbs and shooteth out even great branches so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of it. Again, he's speaking of the kingdom of God and how it grows and how it expands, amen, from what it really was, very, very small. And then there comes a time, amen, when it becomes a, a harboring, I guess I could say, of uh, of various fowls of the air, you know, that because it's 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 growing. Now it's a church, and I think we had some words about that the last few weeks. That uh, in the first three hundred plus years, a little over four hundred, close to four hundred years, that the church actually reached the world more than they have at any other time. First four hundred years, and. Uh, I would pray that God would do it again. Amen. amen that we could uh, reach the world again. Amen. For the kingdom of God's sake. Hallelujah. Amen. And then we, uh, we talked about, amen, other places. Amen. We, we gave the Matthew chapter 25 and verse 24. I think we kind of hit a little bit on that. Amen. Uh, uh, last Wednesday night. But we, I'm going to go through 10 different times. Matthew, Mark chapter 2, or Mark, Mark 2 times, and I just read those, Mark chapter 4, two times that the kingdom of God is likened unto. 
And in Matthew, eight times Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven. And we, we really covered one of those, I mean, last Wednesday night, and then got into some of the others. Matthew chapter 25, and I will begin to read it, verse 24. Amen. I think we, we read, read this before we quit last Wednesday night. Matthew 25 and verse 24. Amen. Then which, which received the, amen, the, uh, the one talent. Well, excuse me, I, that's, uh, it goes back beyond that. But it was uh, Matthew 25 talks about the kingdom of heaven. For the kingdom of heaven, amen, is as a man traveling into a far country and calleth his own servants and delivers to them his goods. Okay. Each one of these, the kingdom of heaven is likened is going to have a different, different focus on them. But there's eight of them in Matthew talks about the kingdom of heaven is likened unto. Amen. As a man traveling into a far country and calleth his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. That is the church being born. Amen. That's the message of salvation that's been delivered to the church. Amen. Hallelujah. You and I are a part of, even up until this day. And to one that God gave five talents and to another two talents and to another one talent. And we had we, we talked about that because them two the one that had the five talents, he, he he was he knocked on doors and he witnessed and he, he got people in the church, praise God, one, two. But we, he was talking here about the talents that people have, the abilities they have to do. Amen. And then there's down to that one talent, and he, had, he only had a, a, one ability, but he did not fulfill his calling in that. It's basically telling, telling to you and I, we're to do what we can, what we, what we are able to do, what we're responsible for, and I believe every one of us have something we can, we can add to this church. Amen. Praise God. We, 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 have an, uh, we have an ability that if we would just say, I know I need to do this, I know I need to, and I, 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 know I, I, I know I could do this. I know that whatever, but we, it's, a, it's a want to has got to become the important thing in our lives. Amen. I'm, a, I'm not going to be very spiritual in all this, but uh, hey, folks, it, it's, a, it's a very important thing that you, you and I try to find our, our, our place and our talents and our abilities in the church. Amen. Praise God. Luke chapter 14. And this is not one of those times, but let's just Luke chapter 14. And I will read, uh, amen, verses 1 through 6. Luke chapter 14, verses 1 through 6 has this to say, amen. came to pass that when went into the house, one of the Pharisees eating bread, amen, the Sabbath days, that, that, they, that they watched him, amen, they this is when Jesus was brought into a Pharisee's house for a purpose to try to 
see what he would do. Behold, there was a certain man before him, amen, which had, a, had dropsy. And Jesus answered and spake unto the lawyers and the Pharisees and saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day? And they held their peace, and he took him and healed him and let him go. And answered, and Jesus answered then, amen, saying, which of you shall have a, a donkey or a, an oxen that fall in the pit and will not straightway pull him out of the, on the Sabbath day? They could not answer him, amen, of these things. And he put forth a parable to them which were bidden. And when he marked how that they chose, amen, their chief places and so forth. So Jesus is, again, he is correct in the attitude of people because they were all wanting to find their positions <laughs> in the seating position. But Jesus has been talking to them about doing what you can, what you've got talent to do. Amen? Amen. He was, Jesus was always directing the, the subjects of all of this. Amen. And I'm going to, I'm just going to start reading Amen. Here in just a moment, I'm going to start reading some various parables that Jesus put forth. And I'd like to share uh, some of those things with you, amen, tonight. And, and, and like I say, I will do a lot of reading. Amen. In Matthew chapter, uh, I already read these, Mark, Mark chapter 4. In, in in Matthew chapter 13. Amen. We, Matthew chapter 13. And I'll begin reading at the 44th verse. Matthew 13, 44. Amen. And here's a here's one another. And back, this is about his first parable that he was speaking of. And again, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a treasure hidden in the field, that which when a man hath found it, he hideth it for joy. Therefore goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buys that field. Amen. The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man that finds a treasure. And it is so desirous to have it that he goes and sells everything that he had and buys the field. Very short parable. What does that say to us? And I, uh, I will, I will uh, tell you that I'm talking to somebody tonight, not, not right now, but I have talked to them this week that... Uh, They've got so much things in this world that they do not want to turn loose of. And now this joy unspeakable, full of glory is a song that we sang a while ago. How joyful and how wonderful it is. The greatest thing that ever happened to me, and I'm going to say this very, very plainly, the very greatest thing that ever happened to me is when the Lord filled me with the Spirit. Changed my life. I got born, amen, again in the Spirit. And I... I have never forgotten the experience I had. 
never forgotten the change that it made in my life. Amen. And uh, it's, it's the greatest thing. And I, we're in a battle now with a lot of people that thinks that serving God is just a, just a bind in their life. They think they get freedom when they backslide. You, you, you hearing that? You hear, have you heard it out of people's lives? They think it's, they get freedom when they backslide. Jesus tells us here that when we find something that's precious, and he was referring to salvation. He was referring to you and I, amen, getting our sins forgiven, amen, getting born again on our way to heaven, that you would be willing to give everything that you have Amen. You'd be willing to give everything that you have because, amen, of the hope there is in the kingdom of heaven is likened unto. And Jesus kept on talking about the kingdom of heaven. He had eight of them. Amen. And, and, and then uh, he said they were willing to, amen, sell everything that they had. Give, give. Take this whole world to give me Jesus, when the songwriter said. Amen. What, what would you be unwilling to give up that God would ask of you and, and God help us all to say, it, it doesn't, I would give everything in this world. Amen. To have Jesus. I've told this before. I uh, spent the night with a with a man, uh, and uh, we we talked for about five hours, uh, and he said, "I'll give everything I got just to have what you got." And I said, "It's it's free, but you just got to ask God to forgive you of the sins and lay, lay all your past down." And and I was telling him how to repent, and he said, "No, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. I, I'm I'm just saying." Money. I'd give all my money I got to have what you got. But it was free. But he wouldn't want to pay. He wouldn't want to get it because it's free, you know. But he wouldn't give up anything. The main thing, what he was saying, is I wouldn't give nothing up to have the have Lord. I just want his peace. I want his salvation. I want my family back together again. I, I want my wife to come back. I want, I want my life, amen, to be like it was some years ago. And then that, was, that, was, that was just really the, the uh, situation that he was, he was battling at that time. And uh, I couldn't convince him that the Lord only, only wanted his, amen, him to be willing to sacrifice, amen, to give whatever it takes. Praise God, but. No, Jesus was saying, you got to be willing to give everything away. And I'm not up here trying to take an offering tonight either. Okay. Just one verse of scripture. And there's Isaiah chapter 55 and 1, Revelation chapter 3 and 18. You could turn there to those if you want to, but uh, you just write them down. You can, you can read them later on. It'll give you the references to what Jesus was saying. Verse 45. In just one after the other here, amen, in this uh, 
this, 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 amen, 45. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who when he hath found one pearl of the great price, amen, when he, he would sell it, amen, sold it, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Two times. Jesus is trying to talk to his disciples and to you and I that we should never let anything get between us and our life for God. The value of it, the more importance of it. Amen. It's take this whole world and give me Jesus. Amen. But again, he's, he is emphasizing. Amen. Verse 33 of this same chapter. Amen. The kingdom of heaven is likened unto leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal, till the whole was leavened. All these things spake Jesus into the multitude, amen, in parables. And without a parable, he was not speaking. He is saying it's like leaven. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven which a woman took and hid it in meal. Amen. And guess what happens? Amen. It, it's not lost. Amen. I, I've, I've told this uh, two or three times in my life. I, uh, my mother worked at a shoe factory when I was younger, and, and uh, I was... Uh, I come home from school and I, I, I talked to her about, well, I wanted something there to eat when I got home. And so she gave me this little recipe for cookies. And that was before Seth rising flour uh, back yonder. And uh, it all had all in there. And so as I was putting the ingredients in, I was getting to get a little taste of it. But she told me to put some sodium in there. And I put, I tasted that soda, and I said, it's not going in my cookies. That baking powders and soda, I mean, it's, 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 I don't want all that bitter stuff in my cookies. And when I come, when they come out of the uh, oven, they was just about as flat as a, uh, amen. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven that a woman took and, put into amen it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna uh, uh, what am I trying to say it's going to uh, actually convert the whole uh, dough it's it's gonna it's gonna reveal itself amen when when you put it in the oven amen it's 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 uh, it saturates. That's the word I'm trying. It saturates the whole life of you. The kingdom of heaven, the the new birth, the the thing that's going to get us to heaven is uh, it 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 changes everything in our lives. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Amen. Aren't you glad that, Amen? That oh, He made a change in my life. And he'll make a change in yours. Amen. It's like fire shut up in our bones. One run writer says, amen. It's like, amen, Christ in you, the hope of glory. 
Amen. Praise God. Amen. I was I was thinking when I was uh, studying this, and I was thinking thinking about uh, the uh, the worship. Amen, folks. We we don't need less worship. We need more worship. And and I'm I'm I know I know, um, Brother Harrelson really talks about uh, knowledge of the Word of God, and we all need a whole lot more than we got. I do at least uh, of of the Word of God. But the greatest revivals that I was ever in in my life was a uh, was a uh, one with a guy named Babe Ruth. He wasn't the ball player. But he, was, he and his wife were nightclub entertainers. And, uh, and when he got the Holy Ghost, he didn't know how to do it, but sing songs of God and worship God and praise God. Amen. And uh, in, in my area of the country, I know that there's 20 or 30 churches were started from that man's preaching. And he really couldn't preach. He'd say, let's worship God and let God have his way. Let's wait, God, let's speak to us. Amen. He was telling about his experience and, and, and so forth. And what God was doing in that. And, and there, was, there was healings. I became one of those people that the Lord healed. And I was just a young kid at that time. But uh, it was so powerful. It, like I say, it swept that whole area. And he would go various places and start churches and then the people that got the Holy Ghost in all those churches or all those revivals that he was having for about two or three summers that he, he had those revivals that uh, all these churches it was, was being sprung up. And they were not, many of them are, are some of the larger churches in the area right now. But he, uh, he just was uh, willing to surrender his life to God and let God speak to him. And let the Holy Ghost move. I, I, I don't want to tell you some of the stories that I could tell you about what God had done and, and, and people that said, I, you know, I don't believe that's of God. I don't just really believe that's of God. And uh, they got the Holy Ghost spoke that scared them half to death, you know, because of the, the Lord led them know that, that they, they were they were questioning his power. Amen. But that man healed, he prayed for me one time and uh, I, was, I was in severe pain and uh, he prayed for me and he said, how do you feel? And I said, it still hurts. Still hurting. And so he prayed again. He said, how does it feel? And I said, it's, it's a little better but it still hurts. He prayed for me the third time. And that was the end of it. That was end of my hurts. Never had a never had a pain like that again. It was it was a toothache. I'll just tell you that. But and um, and I had nothing done from it from then on. But God healed me. Amen. I can't I can say instantly, but He had prayed three times for me. He He, he just believed God was going to do it. God was going to do it. And we need to have faith like that sometimes. Amen. Nowadays, but uh, I'm just telling you that uh, that that whole place, that whole area of my country, where I where I was born and raised, 
you could probably, but like Louisiana or, or, or greater, uh, I could probably drive to 20 to 30 churches within a 10-mile radius of my house. Pentecostal churches, Holy Ghost-filled churches. They were everywhere. Amen. Little towns like, uh, like Ashford had two and three churches in them. Amen. Countries, though, most of them was country churches. God moves. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, it's like the kingdom of heaven. Amen. That you can, can put, to, put a little leaven in it, and it, it's, it'll, just, uh, it'll, just, it'll just change the whole uh, what, what we call it, the uh, whole nature Amen of the things. Amen. Verse 47. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a net that was cast into the sea and gathering every kinds of fish. It was basically was saying, which when it was full, they drew to shore and sat down and gathered the good into a vessel and cast the bad away. Every one of these parables and every one of these times that Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is likened, it's a different subject, but basically the same thing, but basically telling us that there is a, there is a requirements, there's a responsibility, there's some actions, there's some people that fails, amen, they sold everything and got the, got the land. They, they, they wanted to buy that pearl, a great price. And he's speaking of that, amen, that there are people that is hungry and desirous to God, know God, that they'll give everything for whatever, God, whatever it takes to draw closer to you. That's what I'll be willing to do, some songwriter said. Amen. We got to we got to have that kind of spiritual attitude. Amen. Amen. Verse forty-eight and fifty-nine. 50, let's just read on here on that. Amen. So shall it be at the end of the world. Now Jesus answered. This is one parable that Jesus answered himself. Can I, can I just write and read it all again, excuse me, uh, so we can get it? He said, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a net that is cast into the sea and gathereth every kind of fish. Amen. Whosoever will, let him come. Oh, I, I wish that we could fill this church totally full of people by next Sunday. Next Sunday they would come. Amen. So the net would be full. But Jesus said then, after they drew the net in, Amen. And drew it to shore. They sat down and gathered the good into the vessels and cast it. So shall it be at the end of the world. The angel shall come forth and sever the wicked from among the, the just and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Jesus said unto them, Have you understood all these things? Amen. They say unto him, Yes, Lord, we, we understand. So he went through these parables, four of them. 
Do you understand what I'm trying to get across to you? I pray that we get the message tonight of what the Lord Jesus is trying to say in all these parables. Ten times Jesus compared the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven like into certain circumstances that you and I go through in this life. When you read them, uh, you, can, you can say, well, he was, he was coming at it another angle. <laughs> and when, if you don't get that one, he'll come at it another angle for you and let you know that you've got a part to play in the work of the kingdom of God today. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. King of heaven is likened unto a certain king who made a great supper. This is Matthew chapter 22. And if you want to turn there and read, amen. And, and, and now he's talking, King of heaven is likened unto a certain king who made a great marriage, made marriage for his son and sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding and they would not come again he sent forth other servants saying tell them bid them uh, now those servants is preachers and teachers and, 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 and witnesses and things that people have I, I, w- I, would, I would dare say that in this, this church alone that there has been people probably turned down the message of God that was directly speaking to them about their souls dozens of times and uh, making excuses. And here is, here is, here is the end of time, amen. Amen, that they're, they're still lagging behind, amen. And I'm gonna conclude with one more. I'm gonna go back up to, to or go forward now to verse uh, Matthew chapter 25. And I'm sure that this one is very important to us and very, very familiar to us. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. Amen. Which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them was wise and five was foolish. Amen. They that were foolish took their lamp but took no oil with them. But the wise took oil with their, in their vessels with their lamps, and while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. That's, that's the main message that's preached about these, these ten kingdom of heaven is likened unto. That Jesus gave forth. He hit us in every, every he hit us at, at every, every turn was different, but he, 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 by the time you get through those 10 times, he, he's, got our, he's got every one of our numbers. Amen. And so it was that the bridegroom came and half the people had lost their, le- lost their light, lost their spirit, lost their oil, And uh, shall we stand?
I, I used all of these. We're talking about questions that Jesus asked. And just one of those was one that they asked a question and he said he responded. But all the other nine, sometimes like, like it was the men in the 13th chapter where there's three of them in a row. Kingdom of heaven is lacking unto. Kingdom of heaven is lacking unto. The kingdom of heaven is lacking unto. Um, if he didn't get you with one, he got you with the other. And I'm not trying to get anybody for anything tonight except to say, look, we've got so many great opportunities to serve God. Amen. And we've got such a great responsibility to do that. How many of you, how many of you have ever gone to a funeral of someone that you loved And you would wish, I wish I would have said something to them about their souls, or I wish I would have been able to help them in their, amen, wishes. I've stood up there and preached funerals, and I thought, you know, if, if, if I would have tried harder, I might have been able to say good things. But otherwise, I was just going to tell them, you know, we're all going to face God. You need to get your heart right. That's what, what can you say? But you feel like you neglected or you didn't do what you could have done. And you feel almost like a failure in the things that you know, amen, because you were probably afraid that they would return respond back to you negatively or whatever. I don't know, but we all feel like sometimes my life is more important to somehow worry about like a preacher's wife said this once she told this story. Well, why don't you uh, why don't you teach Bible studies, or why don't you have a little prayer group with some of the some of the ladies? Not not in the church, but out. Just try to get a pr prayer group or outside the church. She said, "I don't have the time because I do know this. If I witness to them and they want me to teach them a Bible study, or they want me to talk to them about their soul, and I have to take up all my time, and I won't have time for this, and I wouldn't have time for that. I just don't have time to." to uh, put up with that or I don't have the time to I don't, I don't want to waste my time whatever she was feeling that's somehow the feelings that some we, sometimes we get when some of these parables that we're here we know that there's a lot of people that was marrying wives and couldn't go I've I, that parable that I spoke of it last Wednesday night a little bit, but I had some a lot of notes on it tonight. The excuses that they were making. Amen. I I, I gotta go. I, I gotta go. And um, maybe I go in my in my notes uh, and say that they had a reason why that they could not do what they know they ought to do. God help us, Lord Jesus. I'm thankful for your word. Now, I don't want to be negative tonight. I didn't want to really be negative, but God, you just laid us out.
10 different times that you said the kingdom of heaven is likened unto, and these, Lord, hits us where we, Lord, sometimes feel we are not doing our best. We've got talents. We've got things, God. We've got valuable things that we, we possess. And sometimes, God, we're reluctant to say I would sell it all to get the pearl of great price or the treasure in the field or God a soul. May, Lord, we know that souls are more important than anything else. May, God, we save somebody. And you said, amen, amen, it was more precious and more, even more valuable than this whole world. Amen. What would it profit a man if he had the whole world and lose his soul? It's this valuable thing, God, that we, we're handling. May we do our best, Lord, to make sure that we do our best in witnessing to them. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord bless you.